Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Five o'clock hour on Old School. It's been a busy one so far. I think we've gotten over the hill. We can see it on the horizon. Yeah, see, right? yeah. Now it's even though it's dark outside already. Oh my goodness gracious! Oh my goodness. So they just announced that Steve Kerr will be the next U.S. basketball coach. I know USA but basketball coach. Before that, though, well, a little since it's the weekend, you can't you can't finish the show without. Talking about the unfortunate passing of Demarius Thomas. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just unfortunate. 33 years old, 33, young 33, vibrant. Um, you know, he a, was a great player. Um, you know, won a Super Bowl, was it five-time All-Pro. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate. You know, they said, he, you know, he got in a pretty bad car accident like a year or so ago, and they said he was having battling seizures, moved his family closer because he was scared to be alone. And maybe that's you know what it was. It's just unfortunate when you see such a great person, um, you know, to ba- the battle and and to make it to where he went, you know, to be to go and play Division One football is a big deal, or play football in college, you know, in his situation, you know, make it out of co- high school, college. But then he went to Georgia Tech, mm-hmm. which is, <laughs> you know, you got to be something pretty pretty smart to go there. And then his football career and his, his stuff off the field was second to none. It's just unfortunate. Um, I've, I was had the I had the pleasure of meeting him twice when he was at the Texans, and it was like this dude can't be for real because he's was the Two, nicest, yeah. big time um, diva kind of. Or now he wasn't a diva, but most receivers are divas. Mm-hmm. And he's a guy that would actually. It was almost like you know I was talking to him and and. Like, dude, you should be done talking to me. And a lot of times, you know, guys in his situation kind of give you like an empty conversation. It was a straight up pure conversation. So it's unfortunate NFL and, and the whole, obviously, you know, world lost a good person. So, um, you know, that sucks. But, you know, it's the way things are. And it's just, a, it, you know, it's just you always wonder, you know, why, how. But, uh, you know, you always think it's a you know higher purpose. When you when you see the tributes online, <clears throat> sometimes they can be you know kind of empty, right? Um, but you won't hear people to say negative things about Demarius. No, you can't. And if you do, then <laughs> that tells more about you. And it's not even that. It's just a you know he played with Tom Brady for a very short time, mm-hmm. and had a big impact on him and his kids. Played with Peyton Manning, obviously it was a little bit longer. Um, Everybody that everywhere he played, he made an impact on the guys that he played with in the organization. So, um, you know, it's just unfortunate. You know, any loss obviously is is unfortunate. Um, uh, but you know, obviously anytime you see somebody from the NFL, you know, brotherhood and, and you have a tremendous amount of respect for him for the way he, you know, handled himself considering his upbringing, but then, you know, all the good stuff he was doing and great things he was doing after, after football, you know, you, you know, it's just, it's an unfortunate situation. So I just wanted to be able to say that, and now we can move on to uh, 
what uh, we saw Tony Elliott out there at Virginia, mm-hmm. Georgia's defensive coordinator. So it was just reported. I was just looking 14 minutes ago. You pump faked us. It, it was. It was. They have. They, he's a candidate. Yeah. So oh. So well. But there, there Oregon. were three three different sites, authentic sites, yeah. that reported that he he accepted it's, it, and then 14 yeah. minutes ago. It just was. Well, debunked. you know what's crazy because DP, you know, you spent more time than me out in, the, in Virginia area. Um, Anthony Poindexter, who's the co-defensive coordinator at Penn State, probably great DB. He's probably the most prominent defensive player ever to play, like play at Virginia. Um, Chris Long too, but Anthony Poindexter was the guy, especially you know early, right? Because he was a hitter. He was like the first eraser as a as a defensive back. Um, he was out there to going into the college uh, football hall of fame in Las Vegas. Got interviewed. It was pretty much going to be a layup, and he turned the job down. I think based on he didn't want to keep some of the you know the past uh, previous staffs, uh, some of the coaches probably wanted to, you know, the AD probably wanted to keep him on. Obviously, you know, get to get his money's worth. And then they uh, go and get uh, Clemson's uh, well respected offensive coordinator. So. You know, sometimes as you see all these, you know, hirings and firings, it you know, it's not a foregone conclusion that the, I guess, the marriage or relationship that you think would look good on paper and an easy, I guess, sell or easy, you know, kind of deal, um, for whatever reasons can fall through. So um, it'll be interesting to see how these guys do, how Tony Elliott does run his own show, uh, Brett Venerables does at Oklahoma. Um, he probably thinks like he didn't get a good enough deal. He got six years, forty three million. He's like, hey, you know, everybody else. Let is me go back. Feet. I'm getting, yeah, I'm about to. You're gonna see me in a couple of years, and then you got Oregon, who uh, has as much financial backing as anybody, and it's gonna be interesting to see what coach they get. And you know, you don't want Oregon's probably looking at it like this. It's you don't want it to be a quick stop, turnaround go somewhere else. I don't really think that's the case because crystal ball going back to Miami is something that, you know, be very hard for him to anybody to turn down in his situation. It's going to be interesting to see where they go, um, to who they hire. Um, because Oregon's a big enough job that you need somebody with some, some cachet. Yep. Um, but then also you need somebody that's going to, you know, take what crystal ball built there, which is a totally different than uh, the rest of the teams besides Utah in Washington was when Peterson was there as far as the mentality, what they're doing. They're trying to beat you up on the line of scrimmage, uh, be explosive and have depth at the uh, skill position and still, you know, obviously put up big yards and big points. But they are a very, very physical team uh, built with a good offense and defensive line. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, who who goes in there and who can kind of continue along the path that Cristobal set, set forth uh, because they're right on the cuff. They're right, always right on the edge of getting into that um, – you know, final four talk. So, you know, it's not a hard job. It's not like you got to go a complete turnaround unless they come in and they run a totally different offense and a totally different scheme. Then you're going to see them take a step or two back before they can take three or four forward. It was interesting. Uh, my buddy just texted because I asked the question about Tony Elliott. He said, yeah, Elliott's confirmed. So there's that. He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. just as there. He signed to go to Virginia. But you got to think, man, you know, they're – first choice probably was Poindexter and saying that's you know when you fly out to Vegas and you probably think it's a layup and all those things the parameters already set before they you know interview you just got to make sure you just don't you know well that number it comes sometimes it comes down to the number number or what the stipulations that they want and maybe it's something that he sees that really works at Penn State 
or that he knows at Virginia that they haven't committed to, that he knows that, you know, you know, and what people are well, getting into getting into University of Virginia is not easy. That's not easy, and, and, <laughs> yeah, that's and uh, not, like, <laughs> no, it's not. And it takes and it takes a a different type of athlete. You yes. know, you're not bringing. It's culture shock for a lot of guys. Oh, Charlottesville is, is legit. It, it's 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 on the low culture shock. So you know, it'd be interesting to see how it works. I think. I mean, I'm a big fan of Tony Elliott. He's done tremendous at Clemson. I think he's learned uh, from Dabo. You know what can and, and, and should work at Virginia. And I think Virginia played well this year, you know, um, and obviously could have played better, but, uh, you know, they had explosive offense and uh, the defense has always had, have, you know, athletes at every level. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out and uh, how everything shakes out, you know, with this early signing period, you know, but one thing that's encouraging, you see, uh, you know, Nebraska with their new hires, everybody's hitting the road and, 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 and you know, and hitting it hard and then, um, uh, See where it shakes out. I like the, uh, you know, the mentality that everybody's bringing, and everybody knows, you know, the situation, and so they're all trying to, you know, move forward in the same direction. Yeah, some of these things are cultural, and you're right, Charlottesville and it's uh, the academic requirements, um, the social, the social conditioning that's going on and down stuff there. like that yeah, is, 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 is it's it's it takes legit. a lot of it takes a from a coach. It's a different brother. It's a different type. It takes a different dude to go down there. Yeah, and it, well, it takes a lot of. Uh, awareness from the coaching staff from the support staff from the players um on every level to you know you got to really be banded together to 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 do well down there the, um, the cultural leap from charlottesville to blacksburg is like night and day man yeah, yeah. It, it it's that and then old dominion which is down yeah. the beach so you yeah you get like it it you got three different worlds. Yep, entirely yeah. different worlds in a short space of time. So folks will figure out. All right, so let's jump into this NFL week. You got a good start last night. I did. Pick, pick the Vikings, yeah, even the, though they, they almost they they tried <laughs> to give it away. They tried to give it away. Dalvin Cook came out there with a with a busted up shoulder, and he the holes were so big. He was like, "Man, do I go in this big hole or do I go here?" And he really was. I mean, he's a fast running back, mm -hmm. he's but just you a big but, dude. but you could tell that he, you know, hadn't been playing. But he was like, man, these holes are so big. I don't know which one to go through. I'm just – he was tired. Right. <laughs> and and I think he was – after, the after like, the fourth run over 15 yards, he's like, this can't be serious. Right. Like, this is Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh Steelers are never getting ran through like that. I don't understand what they I They looked like they night. didn't practice at all, just showed up and just said, you know what, we're going to use the first half as kind of like warm-up and thought the game was going to be close. But they were getting the brakes beat off them. But they made a valiant comeback and – um you know, but the Vikings pulled it out, so I'm one to know. Old Kirk Cousins and Kirk Cousins actually played well. I'm gonna give him his his his, his props. He played. What well. would you have said to Claypool after the first down? Oh, I can't say it on air. <laughs> but, <laughs> right, like it. No, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just what he and he has no sense of and this. He has no sense of reality, no accountability, and no understanding of no why under, that's a problem. Why it's a problem, even if. You guys would have scored, and you didn't get the two point conversion. It's the whole point. You nullified them of the chance as a at another chance to score. Yeah, you took away another play. Right, that's what I'm saying. And didn't have any qualms about it. He's like, yeah, I just I did my he did my or he said I did my first down signal. That lets you know it's all about him. Yeah, it's about him, and it almost on a on a night where you're not winning yet. Right, like you're not winning, and you guys yet. looked horrible in the first. Yeah, half. like it wasn't even there. So it it was. Kind of bizarre, and I I felt bad for the tight end. Like I don't know how you 
how do you give, come back into the locker room? He's, you know what? He's, uh, he's going to be really, really good. Mm-hmm. And when they played Detroit and they tied, he had made, he had a really, really good game. But then remember, he fumbled in overtime. He he actually broke a tackle, cut was cutting ag- across the grain. The guy that he originally, you know, made miss came back and punched it out from behind. Just play the game. It's man. just it's just, just he's game, it's a learning man. experience from him and, and he's a he's a good tight end. He came from Penn State. And again, last night, you know, those are the catches that, you know, if you want to be an upper echelon that you you gotta make those. All right, Jay, let's dive into it, bro. Let's start with the game. The game. The game. Cowboys, right? The Cowboys Washington football team. Yeah, man. And McCarthy promised to win. Yeah. Um and I know Ron Rivera is going to have those guys ready because he's a uh, he's a inspirational coach, but he's a former player, so he's he's definitely going to show what a chip on his shoulder. And they're playing at home, but I think Dallas's offense is a little too much for their defense, especially with Chase Young being out and Sweet Sweat's out. So I'm going to go with the Cowboys. And they've but Washington's played well. Yeah, and they and they always Washington. punk the Cowboys, yeah. but I think the Cowboys have a little bit too much firepower with their injuries going on right now. The 2 and 10 Jaguars against the 8 and 4 Titans. I think this game is going to be close. I think the Jaguars are figuring out how to play. Um but they just don't have the experience and and I think the Titans are are you know, not on red alert, but they definitely have been uh awakened off off of a bye week of New England. So uh, or how well New England's been playing. So I'm going to go with Tennessee. Yeah, they need to get 9 and 4. Yeah. They need to be up top. The 4 and 8 Seahawks against the 2 and 10 Texans. Oh, Seahawks all day. The Texans just announced that they're going to start Dave Mills, the rookie quarterback Davis from Mills. Stanford, man, man. the rest of the year. Coach, the first wave year. the flag, man. Wave the flag. We're trying to get the first pick. Uh, might be the quarterback, or not the first pick, but the first round pick from the you know, quarterback from Pittsburgh. But I'm going to go to Seahawks because actually the Seahawks uh, surprised me last week. And you, and anytime Russell Wilson starts to heat it up, um, you know they might be able to end up being, you know. Nine and eight. Yeah, yeah, if they get on a run, get on a run late. Um, The six and six Raiders against the eight and four Chiefs. Ooh, uh, I'm gonna go with the the Chiefs. Um, The Chiefs haven't looked obviously as as dominant or as great as they have been in the last like three or four years on offense. But I think they have enough offense to go against that Raiders defense. But that Raiders defense is gonna give them all that they they can handle. Um. They're big, strong, physical up front. They can rush the passer. So, you know, the Chiefs have a very, very young offensive line. But I think the Raider or I think the Chiefs with their skill position guys and their and the Chiefs defense is starting to make some plays. I'm gonna go with the Chiefs. The five and seven Saints versus the three and nine Jets. Man, this is the this is gonna this is the hardest game to pick because the Aints that don't look well. Um Cam Jordan's out. Jets actually looked pretty decent last week. And it's, you just never know. Hey, the, we don't know what you, you don't know what Taysom Hill is going to do, what uh, Little Wilson is going to do. Um, but I'm going to go with the the known product and the coaching veteran. I'm going to go with the Saints. All right. I wasn't sure how you were going to go on that one. Uh, the five and seven Falcons and the five and seven Pal- Panthers. Again, another one. Uh, you got you got Cam. It's Matt Ryan. Just when you think that. The Falcons won't play well. I think they pulled off a victory a couple of weeks ago. I picked against them. Cam's and that offense has looked horrible. Where's the game at? Charlotte. That defense is going to be coming. 
I'm going to go with the Panthers because they're playing at home. And I think Cam knows he needs to play better, and I think he'll show – His career is on the line. Yeah. His career is on the line. Yes, it is. Eight and four Ravens travel to the six and six Browns. Oh. Um, normally this would be a Ravens game mm -hmm. because their defense and Lamar Jackson, but they have not looked good at all this year. And I think Cleveland's defense is one of the top, like, five to eight defenses this year. Um, and I think they can get that running attack going. So I'm going to go with Cleveland. I'm going to I'm gonna go with Cleveland. I think that they're going to get that running attack going, get get the passing game going. Their defense is is, is pretty darn good this year. Uh, and, and I think they're playing at home. So I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns. The 4-8 Giants against the 7-5 and five Chargers. This is the upset. I, I see a lot of people picking the Giants, but I'm going to go with the Chargers, even though they're going uh, – the Chargers are going out east, right? No, they're at home. Oh. Oh, definitely. I'm picking the Chargers. I think they they, <laughs> they know. <laughs> well, they know that that they, they got to get it going. Um, and this is going to be a big game for them. They're better than the Giants, but roster wise, and they obviously have a better record. But this is going to show me maturity as, as an organization, as a team. Can this defense play well against a team that they should play well against the Chargers, which is bold well for them because the offense is going to produce. The O had to go. The one ten and one Lions <laughs> against the six and six Broncos. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Broncos. I think uh, it's gonna be a tough game because Detroit has battled everybody, but I think the Broncos um, have played well longer. They're six and six. Teddy B. Water is gonna get it going. They didn't look good uh, last time he played, um, so I'm gonna go with the I'm gonna go with the Broncos. Six and six Forty ers at the seven and five Bengals. Oof. Up and down, man. Yeah. Both of these teams are. Man, They're up Jekyll and down. I mean, and Hyde. just when just when you thought the Bengals were <laughs> going to do something, they got boat raced by the Chargers. All right. Just when you thought the Chargers were dead in the water, they boat raced the Bengals. Um, I think the Bengals are going to bounce back this week and beat the Forty ers Yeah, I'm not sure I would pick that one. Uh, seven and five Bills and the nine and three Buccaneers. Man, Tom Brady <laughs> against Josh Allen. Um, you know, you usually like to pick the, a Bills team. Coming off of being an embarrassing loss of getting, you know, yeah, embarrassed, mollywopped against the uh, Patriots, but it's the wrong team to to get right against because Tampa Bay's been running the ball, the defense is starting to come around, and Tom Brady has been doing dirt all all year, and Gronkowski is back, and he's playing against his hometown Bills. I am going to go Tampa. I'm really upset that that game hadn't been moved to Sunday. To flex, yeah. Because right, the the Sunday night game is the four and eight Bears and the nine and three Packers. <laughs> like yeah. like what? Come on! Like don't do don't, they not yeah. love the fans at all? I'm gonna go with the Packers. Yeah, I mean it's not even gonna be. Yeah, <coughs> bless you. Uh, the eight and four Rams against the ten and two Chargers on Monday night in in Arizona. Oh, against the Cardinals. Rams against the Cardinals Monday night. You know, I'm I'm a believer now. I'm starting to become of the Cardinals, but I think the Rams are starting to heat up, and I think they have enough guys to keep hitting Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. And I don't I don't have visions of him finishing the game, so I'm gonna go with the Rams. Okay, but that's gonna be a game. Um, the the greatest game of all of our games is Army versus Navy. <laughs> yeah, who you got? Uh, Army usually wins, right? 
Army finally broke. Navy had a, like a nine, a ten year win streak, and Army finally broke it. But Army's pretty good this They're year. They're nine and three. Yeah, I'll go Army. I haven't watched either of them, but I was going to pick Army regardless. Yeah, I'm a Navy family dude. That's how that works. Oh, okay. Well then, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Tomorrow will be an entire day of screaming, uh, "Go Navy, beat Army!" That will be all day. That will be all. day. That is a pretty cool game, though. It, it but it looks extremely cold, though. So, that is the thing. But is, is, there's never been a time I've like turned that game on where it looks like pleasant. But they have. But it is slam packed. The coldest I've ever been was at an Army Navy game. It looks. Beck like and it. I went. Beck and I went with her, 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 her Navy captain dad, right? And we were, for whatever reason, they put us in the upper. We were in the upper level, and it was cold. Oh yeah. And the hawk. It was yeah. at. It was at uh, FedEx Field. Ooh. And the hawk came in and just decided it was. I'm here. Like I'm here to. Like I don't know why y'all are here, but I'm here to, <laughs> to embarrass some folks. I've never been cold. Yeah, it looks cold on TV. Um. Is the atmosphere looks second and you know, second and none? Amazing to yeah. watch the you know when, watch the marching in. Um, there's a lot of pageantry. There's a lot of tradition. Right. Um, watching, you know, the, the actual people there. You never know who you're sitting next to in that sure. game. Yeah. Um, the pregame is it's amazing. You just it's the highest level of, of pregame. Yeah. Because you, you got all the military officers. Right. You know, with their yeah. with their finest, all the the best vodka, vodka and, and and bourbon that you can find, right? Things that have have waited decades oh, yeah. to be opened. I'm sure, and they're opened at this game, and then it's the best tailgate because it's the best catered. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, the yeah, best yeah, catered, yeah. right? Like you're not no holes barred right there, right? right? Like it's there. Um, they move it. They moved it from it would bounce from D.C. to Baltimore to Philly to New York, and they would it would bounce around. So we would try to go. But man, um, I the last one had me so cold that I, I'm I've just never been that miserable at a, yeah. at a football game. It looks, it looks like it's cold and it looks miserable. You know, and you get and it, those are interesting games to watch. Yeah, they're always exciting, right? Because it's but it's it's three yards, four yep. yards, six yards, two yards, yep. one yard, seven yards, four yards, and you you just stay connected into it, right? And then. To, all of the, the 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 tradition. It's it's America's best game, and uh, we're looking forward to it. So, Jay and Nick, who are you taking tomorrow? Army or Navy? Oh, Army. Okay, well, you're both wrong. So, just want to point that out. Apologize. Yeah. Sorry, bad. not sorry, as the kids say. Uh, Jay, I'll, I'll I'll give you this question. Ponder over the break, and then we'll come back and let Jay answer it. But Matt asked the question. Jay, what's the coldest game you ever played in? And he'll give that answer when we come back to Old School. Watch Old School live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and J on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. In our Future of Cloud survey, Deloitte discovered two approaches to innovation. Those who look at the new technologies and changes swirling around them and wonder what's possible. And those who use cloud to engineer their possible. Generating new revenue, advancing processes, and sparking cultures of innovation. Learn more about what separates these cloud innovators. Download Closing the Cloud Strategy, Technology, and Innovation Gap at Deloitte.com slash US slash cloud survey. 